大家晚上好，这里是正在为您直播。Welcome to Merrick's Experts, the podcast that provides analysis of current affairs in China. Hello, I'm Maud Kirchner. Thanks for joining me. When China's President Xi Jinping will visit Italy and France this week, the Italian government is expected to join the Belt and Road Initiative, China's global trade and infrastructure program. Italy would be the first G7 country to endorse Xi's signature foreign policy project, a move that would give the BRI a huge boost amid growing concerns elsewhere that BRI is mainly benefiting China and Chinese companies. Lucrezia Pogetti is a Research Associate at Merix and joins me now in the Merix Expert Studio here in Berlin to unpick the different aspects of Italy's China policy. First of all, how likely is it that the Italian government will sign the controversial memorandum of understanding that would endorse the BRI? It's very likely. Actually, just on Friday,、uh, Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte confirmed that the government plans to go ahead with、uh, what's been communicated before that、uh, they would sign a Belt and Road MOU.、Uh, although it's a decision that is taken within、uh, amidst a lot of controversies, and、uh, especially after the U.S. voiced concerns、uh, and criticized Italy's plans to sign the MOU, a heated debate started within Italian politics. So a lot of senior representatives from government started talking about this and whether it's a good idea. Or not, there are still concerns、uh, from some parts of government. But despite this, it seems indeed very likely that、uh, Italy will go ahead with the signature. You're saying there are some concerns, but、uh, is generally the entire coalition government behind the idea of si- signing this memorandum of understanding? The coalition government seems split as well.、Um, so the populist Five Star Movement seemed to be、uh, in favour of the signature, no matter what. Whereas the League, the far right party, voiced concerns related to、uh, national security. And、uh, beyond this, also the two major, the two other major political parties in Italy, so、uh, the Democratic Party and also、uh, Forza Italia,、uh, so central left and central right. They've also voiced concerns related to China's hegemonic plans and how a signature would basically legitimize these plans, but also the non-necessity of an MOU to do trade with China. So, what is Italy then hoping to get out of it、um, by signing this MOU? What's in it for Italy? So, the promoters of a signature of the MOU within the Italian government think that this could help Italy export more to China. Italy has a quite large trade deficit in trade relations with China,、uh, although the largest European exporters to China do not have an MOU in place. So, also, I think it's quite interesting to notice that last week, when discussion started over whether Italy should sign the MOU or not, China said, "Well, if you don't sign it, then forget all the commercial deals that we've been discussing." So, it was probably not a very smart move of the Italian promoters of the signature, who are basically、uh, the two heads of the China task force. Within the Ministry of Economic Development, these are the Under Secretary of State、uh, Michele Geraci and、uh, the Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Economic Development Luigi Di Maio, Five Star Movement, who really have been promoting the signature as somehow helping Italian companies export more to China. The way I see it is that this is actually part of a China-friendly policy that the current government has been taking since、uh, the formation of the coalition government, and especially after the China Task Force was first established in August 2018. And the very idea at the foundation of this、uh, policy, which is not、uh, a long-term strategy at all, 
is to promote closer political ties with Beijing in the hope to get economic opportunities in return. I still want to stick a little bit with this MOU because you mentioned trade, but the BRI is not really so much about trade, is it? It's much more about infrastructure investment. So is actually Italy then hoping for uh, deals with China or with Chinese companies to, I don't know, modernize ports or build infrastructure in Italy itself? Yes, so the Italian government is hoping to get large Chinese investment into its ports, for example. Trieste has been a widely mentioned example. Also, it's hoping that Italian companies will contribute realizing these infrastructure projects, not just in Europe, but elsewhere, for example, in Africa. Actually, just last week, during these heated debates in politics, a representative from the League, the far-right political party, said, we want guarantees uh, that Italian companies can contribute, because from a leaked text of the draft MOU, what we saw is that, as we know, MOUs from China are very vaguely phrased documents. So there's no guarantee whatsoever that Italian companies will be able to uh, join BRI with an active role. And um, they are also non-binding legally. So beyond being a political gesture that legitimizes China's geopolitical ambitions under these infrastructure projects that we see. There's really little in it for, for, for the Italian companies. Also because we saw in other cases that actually it's very difficult for foreign companies to participate in the uh, realization uh, of infrastructure projects. Uh, even here in Europe, we've got examples, I'm thinking, for example, of the bridge in Croatia uh, connecting uh, Dubrovnik uh, to the mainland that was actually built with 80% of EU funds, but the bid to build a bridge was actually won by a Chinese state-owned enterprise that then realized it at cheaper costs and put a big BRI label on it, but it was still made with EU funds. So, I mean, even the Italian ambassador himself, together with 26 ambassadors of other European countries to China, in February 2018 signed a report critical of the Belt and Road Initiative, making exactly the point that, as things stand, the initiative mostly benefits the interest of Chinese companies without much space for participation of foreign companies. So there's a lot of in it for Chinese companies. I mean, the potential of contracts to build infrastructure in Italy and maybe beyond. But for the Chinese government, why are they so keen on this MOU? It is a huge legitimacy boost to the initiative. I mean, Italy would become the first G7 member to sign an MOU, but also a country a founder of the European Union and also third largest economy of the Eurozone. So especially as the Built and Road Initiative has been struggling with some international backlash, I think this gives a sense of, you know, we've got a quite important country on board with the initiative. So it's great. Sign up to it. Okay, so it would be sort of seen as a, as maybe a, a way of sort of silencing the, those critics of the BRI? Yeah, I don't think it will silence criticism, but nevertheless, uh, it's a huge symbolic gesture again. So it does legitimize an initiative that has been uh, widely criticized for, among others, creating debt traps, political dependencies and so on and so forth. Now, with all the concerns over the BRI, you mentioned the EU ambassadors and their critical statement of the BRI a little earlier. Within the EU, there's growing concern about China and the BRI. So is Italy then an outlier with its plans to endorse this initiative? Yes and no. I mean, uh, other countries have previously signed uh, MOUs with China on the Belt and Road Initiative. Although I should also emphasize that the level of debate within Europe and coordination within the European Union and the member states about Belt and Road 
uh, has greatly developed. So signing an MOU now with this level of coordination and quality of debate in place is quite significant compared to signing a BRI MOU a couple of years ago. And then also I, I would like to emphasize that uh, Italy's official endorsement would be much more significant than potentially, you know, 16 plus one. 16 plus one has been greatly debated as China's Trojan horse in Europe. And uh, I mean, imagine now you've got uh, the Chinese government potentially exerting influence on Italy, third largest economy of the Eurozone, one of the countries who founded uh, the European Union. So the level of leverage that Italy can exert in Brussels is quite substantial. You mentioned the 16 plus one, but the actual level of investment there by China in, let's say, Central and Eastern Europe has been pretty low. So isn't there a danger that this whole debate is a bit out of proportion, that we're sort of overblowing something that uh, in the end might mean very little investment by China in Italy or elsewhere in some parts of the European Union? Yes, indeed. And in fact, the countries, uh, for example, within the 16 plus one framework uh, who have signed an MOU on the Belt and Road Initiative have often complained that China doesn't follow through on its promises for investment. So this is indeed the mistake that is underlining the whole Italian friendly China policy, whereas they think that by pleasing the Chinese government with a signature of a BRI MOU, they would then get something in return. But this is not uh, set in stone. If Italy indeed goes ahead and signs the MOU uh, with China during uh, Xi Jinping's visit to Rome, uh, what does it tell us about European unity vis-à-vis uh, -vis China? Is there such a thing as a common European-China policy? Well, it's, it's work in progress. There is definitely an effort by the EU and by the largest EU member states uh, to face China cohesively and have a unified uh, China policy. Look, for example, uh, at the Commission's paper that was released last week, uh, the Strategic Outlook on EU-China Relations, that also makes a call for countries to uh, respond to China cohesively within the EU. And indeed, this starts from the awareness that facing the challenges that stem from Beijing's policies, politically and economically, you need the full weight of the European Union and the member states. So Europe needs to speak with one voice on China to be heard. And Xi Jinping is heading to Italy amid growing unease in Europe about Rome endorsing China's Belt and Road Initiative. Lucrezia, thanks a lot for your analysis. That was Lucrezia Poghetti, Research Associate at Merix. I'm Ruth Kirchner. Thanks for listening and bye for now. You have been listening to Merrick's Experts, the podcast from the Makato Institute for China Studies in Berlin. If you want to learn more about our work, please visit us at merrick's.org.